0: Oh, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, once again, we are joined by Scott Stevens,
1: County Administrator. Welcome, Scott. Well, hello again, Renee. Seems like we just did this. It
0: does, but it's been about four weeks. It has
1: been. It's always good to be here and at least share what's going on and, and always look across the mic at you and, and have somebody helping me through the process. So thank you for that.
0: <laughs> well, you've got a lot of stuff to talk about today because it's been a busy month.
1: Um, It has been, but it seems like that's the case every month, Right. but you're right. There's a lot going on, and particularly with budget-wise, I want to spend some time there this morning as well, so we'll we'll see how we roll along. All right. Where do you want to go first, or do you care? I really... Let's start with the budget. All right. Well, budget-wise, we are working on our FY 2020 budget, Uh, Mm -hmm. and that really runs July 1st, June 30th each year, so for uh, the upcoming budget, it's the second year of our two-year budget. James City County has adopted a a two-year plan. And the council or the board will look through to see what is different. And that's really what we focused on. The budget had things, items that were planned and last year discussed in detail. What we're focusing on this year are really the differences from last year. And so that's where we'll be. Uh, We do release the budgets released March 29th. So it's Mm -hmm. on the county's website. You can take a look at that and see the details of it. I would certainly encourage residents to read the the message, at least the preamble to it. That talks about the highlights of what's in there. And then you have a lot of pages to follow if you want to get into further detail. Okay. Um, it is tied to our strategic plan, and we adopted that, or the board did, in November 2016. This is really the second year of trying to tie some of the monetary decisions to the strategic plan. So I think that is a good relationship there, and the staff has did a great job last year of putting that together, and that's continued this year of trying to have that same tie back to what the strategic plan laid out for the county that we're trying to fund those initiatives as well. And I think they're fairly well detailed in that. Okay, I'm going to flip through our budget message a little bit just okay. to sort of guide my conversation right. with you. And then uh, as folks look through it, at least the order that I've talked is really the order it's laid out in our budget message. So a couple of the significant differences from our FY19, or our current year budget, to next year, that, that folks would see. And when they're saying, hey, what's really different, these are some of the highlights. We are adding staff and police and fire departments. And okay. again, we're doing that on the police side to increase some response time in one of the zones that had a, a lot of activity. It's just putting more officers and ultimately creating an additional zone for our police department. So we're more responsive to, throughout the county. Sure. And then the other same along that line is adding staff for fire departments. We're poised to build a new fire station, fire station number six, in a couple years, And rather than trying to fill the station with people all in one year, we are doing that over a multi-year time frame. That Hmm. way we have better recruitment, we feel, better ability to train. It helps with some of the vacancies we have due to either injuries or people on sick leave or people on vacation. So we're better staffed in the short term. But when we open that station, we'll have people that are really trained and able to provide the service to the community you would expect for EMS and fire. So that's part of significant difference from 19 to 20 is the staffing and police and fire.
0: Now, with the fire station number six, I know that the land behind the LEC, the law enforcement center, was discussed. Is that a done deal or is that still being studied?
1: Well, there's 20 acres behind the law enforcement center um, that Thomas Nelson Community College owns. We gave it to them um, some years ago, so they would bring a a branch of the community college here. So I think Mm -hmm. that's been a really good donation from the county to the community college system, and we're excited to have them in the community. We have had the conversations with them about would they be willing to give us the 20 acres back behind the law enforcement center because it doesn't appear in their long-term plan they have a need for that property and the those conversations have been very well received the local community college have been very supportive so we thank them for that and the state board actually acted on that last week mm-hmm. and approved the ability to transfer that property back to James City okay. County so that will become the location for fire station number six or okay. some version next to the law enforcement center uh, provided the board of supervisors still believe that's a good place for it and we'll have those conversations fairly soon and then we do have space behind the Law Enforcement Center that long-term could be something more that would help with with training operations as well as some uh, possibilities from the community college to uh, partner with us on some opportunities back in that additional acreage in the future. And so that's something a little more long-term. Okay. But short answer is we think fire station number six will be near or next to the Law Enforcement Center. Okay. So, so yes, I guess is the short answer. <laughs> okay. Some other changes. We are uh, enhancing the benefits for um hazardous duty positions that's a requirement that's going on so that is happening within this budget we're sharing the increased cost of health insurance with our employees we did see an increased cost of health insurance of about 10 well a little more than 10 Mm percent we're using some of the money we have within our health insurance fund to offset that sum because we think it's an anomaly but it still passes on about 10 percent of the cost to both the county and to our employees and employees do pay a portion of their health insurance Mm -hmm. and so they'll see those rates coming in the coming weeks and again not great news for employees but it's not awful either within the health insurance industry. We still have very good health insurance, but it does come with an increased cost really based on claims, claims in the environment. Those are the two things that drive uh, the cost of health insurance. Uh, We have the second part of our compensation plan for employees. We refer to that as the Evergreen study Mm -hmm. that was done a couple years ago, implemented in FY19 partially. This completes that in FY20, and that was the plan last year, so we're sticking to the plan. But that is a significant difference from year to year. And then in, in addition to that, we are incorporating A 3% uh, cost of living or market rate adjustment that most every full-time employee will get, and some of our part-time staff will get a portion of that. So we are working through the details of that, but generally a 3% increase for staff beyond whatever the Evergreen study might do for a few individuals. So ought to be good news on the benefit side. And Mm -hmm. again, it's trying not to get us over-benefited or overpaid. It's trying to keep us competitive so we do retain and attract high-quality employees. I think we have a great staff. The health insurance and pay are certainly important components of maintaining and recruiting quality staff. And so that's what we're trying to do with that.
0: Well, and I would imagine the 3% would help offset the increase in the health insurance a little bit. Um,
1: for sure, the, the increase in pay to employees that, that pay for their health insurance will be more than the increase in health insurance to them. So employees, okay. their net in, they will see a net increase in what they take home. Okay. Uh, the timing of it is health insurance premiums will go up in, in July um, at least this 3% raise won't be effective until October. So right. there could be a few months where they see a slight decrease. But by the time October rolls around, they'll be certainly ahead financially of where they were. I mean, the health okay. insurance increase is much, much smaller for every employee relative to the raise that would be proposed. Okay. Makes so, sense. Yeah, I hope it does. We might have talked about that enough to confuse people, <laughs> but uh, uh, there is, it is uh, mostly good news in terms of pay and benefits through okay. that. A lot of technology upgrades going on within the county. Some of those hard things, such as computers or radios, so that's incorporated. There's a lot of, I guess, software-type upgrades that you don't see as much, but hopefully the experience from our residents or business community that works with us on a regular basis will see those improvements. And with any software upgrade, my experience has been there's a time of pain before it gets better. And So we've had a lot of departments experiencing that through the current fiscal year, but also moving into the next year. Our general services department is moving to an asset management software system. Our financial management services software is changing. So there will be some, uh, for staff side, some things to work through, but the ultimate goal is to make it better for the community and better for our staff working day to day. So there's a lot of investment going on there. And then the last one is transitioning to a, uh, in terms of significant differences, is a fee for service for our recycling program. And right. We have talked about that before. Mm-hmm. We did talk about that with the board again at a recent work session. And what's included in the proposed budget and subject to change until the board adopts the budget. But what's included is this transition to a fee for service and recycling where we are changing contractors July 1st. And that's part of this regional group that we're part of with Pocosin, York County, Williamsburg, and James City. Mm-hmm. To get a better price for our communities, we bid it as a group. And we do it through through Vipsa. So we are doing that through the recycling um, uh, Conglomerate, so to speak, so uh-huh. we get a better pricing. We have 25,000 households that currently participate, fully funded by the county today through general uh, fund revenues. Uh, that cost is just over half a million dollars for mm-hmm. us. And so July 1st, we're going to change contractors from county waste to TFC. They're going to, Pick up the old containers. County Waste is. We're going to deliver, we being TFC, is going to deliver new containers. Um, The new containers ought to be 96 gallons. The larger container for single-family households probably still be the 60-some-gallon container for the apartment-type areas where space is a little more limiting. Okay. So everybody will get... I think the same container or bigger for recycling that'll occur in the late June, early July timeframe. You shouldn't miss a recycling cycle. It ought to okay. be done from whenever your last recycling is picked up in June, your container may disappear for a few weeks and you'll get a new one back. So okay. there may be a short time in there where you're without the container, but your service pickup dates ought to be the same. Okay. So that's the ex- expectation of our contractors of what I know they're working towards. Right. County's going to pay the first quarter. We were working through how do we start billing and so the proposal or recommendation of the Board of Supervisors is that we bill recycling on a quarterly basis. And the monthly charge uh, is proposed at $7 a month. Okay. And so we will bill all 25,000 households uh, in mid-August with the idea that they would owe it by mid-September. And those that pay it will continue to pick up in October. Those that choose not to pay it, there is not a penalty if they choose not to pay it. They just wouldn't have – we'd pick up their container and they wouldn't have recycling service. And so okay. my hope is that most will choose to pay it, but mm-hmm. it is a choice. If they don't want to participate in recycling, they wouldn't have to. Our hope is that they will. We've had a, a very high set-out rate in this community of 80%, so I hope they'll continue that. And then we are reaching out to HOAs and seeing if we can work on uh, a proposal that would make sense for an HOA maybe to do that and, and keep their community participating. So okay. our general services department will be reaching out with that. So okay. Any any questions on recycling, Renee?
0: Well, and again, the main reason why the prices have gone up is because it's costing us more now to because we sell those recycled goods to places like China
1: correct we we James City County do not but okay, our contractor right, right, right. would do that so you're right recycling used to be you, you you had low cost on the front end to pick up because you got a return when you sold the materials. Right. And so as the demand for those materials, and, and importantly to the contractor, the price that they get for those materials is significantly less today. They're pushing their cost of the program to the picking up piece. Okay. Not that they're not still reusing, and we are working with our contractor to follow the materials from here to what we believe is a beneficial reuse. Okay, um, One of the concerns in talking with civic clubs or community groups, and I've talked about recycling for the last several months as much as the cost, and there's some concern with cost, the bigger question has been, how do we know what we're putting in our recycling bin is being recycled? Right. Because people believe in it. They want it done. They mm-hmm. don't want the material thrown away. And so we, while we can't guarantee that, we are spending a lot more time working through the contract to say, okay, where's it really going? And show us that it is being recycled versus it ended up in a landfill. So okay. I think our commitment is to continue to try to make sure of that and to follow up and to, and to follow it from where we are to where it ends up uh, a few times through the year.
0: And folks can rest, folks can rest assured, sorry, that there's going to be plenty of public information that's going to go out about the change. I, I think
1: you're taking care of that yep. for us. So yes, so. I know we've been talking I know Dawn and general services has been talking right. to the other communities because right. we all are going through a similar process mm-hmm. from Williamsburg to York County to Pocosa and to James city County. We're all doing it at the same time, all with a lot of the same concerns. Significant difference for us is we are switching from where the county's paid it through general fund uh, revenues to this fee for service, right. where some others are already billing their customers. Right. So, but the messaging, absolutely, they'll hear more from us very soon. So, okay. in the coming months and ahead of uh, the fee for service in um, uh, August September time frame. Okay, very good. All right, let me move on to some other budget things. I do want to talk overall funds, and we 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 talk about the general fund. A lot, because that really is where the tax monies are and revenues are, and that's where most of what we pay for for county government comes from is our general fund. But we do have a number of other funds, and so our total budget, as you look at the budget budget message, we'll detail that by fund, but our current budget year is 255 point nine million dollars. That's our current budget for our okay. current fiscal year. Our next year is proposed at 247 million. So the overall is a drop, but that's going to be shown in the budget and probably our capital improvements plan had a significant that's a fund unto itself. So mm-hmm. that fund last year or current year is about 30 million. Next year we're proposing about 15. So a big okay. part of that reduction is going to be in the capital improvement fund. So that okay. folks can see that in the budget message or we'll talk about that more as we go forward. In terms of general fund, and that's where I'll speak to really for the most of this discussion. Within the general fund, we are talking about a budget that currently our adopted budget is $205.9 million. Next year, the recommended or proposed budget is $211.8 million. So it's a $5.9 million increase, okay. which is not due to any tax increase. So that's good news for mm-hmm. those who are concerned about taxes. There is no proposed tax increase as part of the budget. There are some fee increases, and I won't get into JCSA because they're a separate entity. They mm-hmm. are included in our budget message somewhat and included in our overall budget. Uh, total funds. Uh, But JCSA is, I think, about a 13.5% increase. It's one of those plan things. They've been working on a multi-year approach to getting rates ready so in the future our water costs don't shock us. Right. And so I think theirs is about a 13.5% overall of their different rates and fees. So that's what's coming on that side. The other significant area for rate increases is in parks and rec. Okay. Anything from a 10% increase to $5 a month, depending on types of courses or camps. So it's a there is a, a sheet out there. I won't go into the details of that, but that is available. And those are our two areas of rate increases, okay. JCSA and then Parks and Rec primarily. No tax increase and nothing other significant other than recycling within the budget. Okay. Uh, in terms of revenue source, we do see, um, well, that, that gets into total dollars there. We have talked a lot about the tourism tax that was mm-hmm. implemented a year ago. Our board really wanted that money fenced to use for one-time occurrences our estimate is still around $4.6 million that the county will receive as part of the tourism tax. The chamber gets a benefit of that as well, and mm-hmm. the Tourism Council has been set up and making progress there. But we show in terms of where we're spending it on one-time expenditures. So if, for some reason, that funding wasn't there in the future, we could either choose to fund these items another way or not fund them. We wouldn't okay. rely on them to pay salaries and benefits or right. debt service kinds of things. So we do have a chart that lists that $4.6 out specifically so people can see where that is off and running to. Okay. Uh, we do get into to trying to share that of our two hundred and some two hundred eleven million dollar proposed budget, the school system is a significant part of that, and so when folks say we well, ought to cut your cost,, yeah, I think we've tried to make a case that we do look at our costs right. um, but fifty two percent of our budget goes to schools that's a lot and another thirteen percent goes to public safety, mm-hmm. and so we do look at those items, but they both are significant in terms of what going what goes on. When you get into the general fund budget and we talk about what's really left for operations, for running the county departments, it's about $68 million. So of that yeah. $211 million that I've mentioned is the proposed budget, Sixty-seven point nine is really county operations, everything from our court system to general government to our HR to our general services to our parks and rec. Of that, um, $52 million is people. Hmm. So the people we have is primarily – Where our costs are, right? So if we're going to provide the service from police or fire or parks and rec or anything else we do, it takes people. So we run on about $68 million for all of our operating. 52 is people. And that leaves about another 15 to 16 for paying our gas, paying our insurance, buying Mm -hmm. materials. So, again, I think we are very um, thrifty with the money. We do Mm -hmm. look at every dollar we spend. And I just want the community to know we do recognize the value of a dollar and that it is important to spend it in a prudent manner. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you get into the $211 million budget, it sounds like a lot and it is. It's just what we really spend for operation locally is a lot less of that because the schools uh, need a significant part of that. And we do fund a lot of the school system budget here. And I think uh, to their credit, they look after dollars as well in Mm -hmm. terms of providing good service. It just takes a lot of money to do the education piece, and the county's a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did add a number of 14 positions in the, in the current plan. Again, that's not different from where we were, but in our plan, we did have 14 positions uh, laid out there. I've mentioned the police and firefighters. We'd have a capital project inspector, some spray technicians, uh, moving some staff from JCSA over into general services. And so all that's detailed in the budget message as okay. well. As we move through what people pay, because I think we all want to know sort of uh, what's it cost, mm-hmm. uh, we do show at least a, on one page sort of the average value of a home of being about 330000 uh, in James City County, mm-hmm. which would mean their their monthly tax bill is about $231. Okay. And so I don't want to say that's uh, good or bad. It just is what it is right. in terms of providing the service. And we've pr- tried to provide the details to show you where those items are going. School projects, we talk a lot about CIP. We, mm-hmm. We're planning for things over the next five years. What gets adopted as part of this budget really will happen in FY 2020. Okay. But we look. We ask the board to look at a five-year plan and not to say that it's fixed because things do change. Right. But looking over the next five years, we have a pretty good idea for our capital improvement projects and what they'll be. Uh, for the schools, we do have involved some of the things that I think people are interested in, a design for expansion of Warhill High School, mm-hmm. uh, the addition of an auxiliary gym um, at Warhill as well is at least programmed in for the next year's coming. Uh, We're looking at interior refurbishments at Nords, James River, and Stonehouse Elementary School, roof repairs at Stonehouse and Batoka, uh, HVAC replacements at Berkeley Middle School, window replacements at Toano uh, Middle School, replacement of cafeteria equipment and generator at Jamestown High School, and parking lot repairs and playground equipment replacement throughout. So there's a lot of things that will be visible and people will see in our school systems. In terms of the county CIP, and I've got a list here I at least want to share some of. Uh, We do have a number of items um, that I think people will um, at least be able to recognize and see if they want to know where their money is headed and Mm -hmm. what we're doing with them. As I mentioned earlier, our capital improvement program for FY20 is proposed at $15.6 million. We mentioned that a little earlier. In terms of what we're doing on our side of county facilities with some of that money, uh, we're talking the stormwater infrastructure of doing stormwater-related projects that we've been ongoing of about two point seven million dollars, and we do have a list of those. Okay. Some uh, maintenance, general building kinds of maintenance of almost another two million dollars. So things that we need to do, or they won't be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, significant, uh, at least in this, for the Grove community is we do have a convenience center proposed, and we've worked with property owners on wow. a donation of property. And so we do have the engineering in FY20 with the idea of construction being in FY21. So we're still talking it's coming, right? It won't be in, in the next year, but the engineering will start so we know what to do, and then we will – have some project that we expect to build uh the following year we've got some work going on library some carpet replacement library general maintenance things but about two hundred thousand dollars in terms of those kinds of things with the library Uh, a lot of software that i mentioned uh, in terms of fiber technology and software of close to another million dollars within our capital Um, and then we are replacing a a medic vehicle and a squad truck. And again, those two together are about another million dollars. Those things wow. add up pretty quickly. Yes. And then we have the initial, I guess, engineering for our fire station number six, six beginning in FY20 of about 1.4 million with the construction to follow in FY21 at about seven and a half million dollars. So those are the big parts of what's going on within the county's capital. And again, more details as we move through the budget discussions on that. Mm-hmm. Any questions so far, or are I giving you enough numbers?
0: Well, a lot of numbers. They are. I do have a question, though, about the funding of the schools. Okay. Does the county decide how the schools are going to use the money that they are allotted in the budget? We don't decide
1: how they're going to use it, but ultimately we're deciding. We did have a joint meeting. That was one of my notes to talk about in terms of helping people understand how we get there. And, again, our school system, as I think most people know, is funded by James City County and the city of Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. So we're a system that's jointly funded, which I think makes a lot of sense for our communities. Uh, We pay uh, almost 90%. uh, City of Williamsburg pays a little more than 10%. It's based on populations of students, which makes sense to me. So that's the funding formula. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's worked very well for a long time. We do have joint meetings with the school board. We held one in December where they really talked about their CIP request. Okay. And then we held one March 15th with the school board where they talked about City of Williamsburg, James City, County, and school board where they talked about really their operating budget request. Okay. So ultimately, we've got a number, and they've told us what that needs to do. What has happened in the past and what will occur this year, we will recommend that our board approve a number, and then the school board can put it to their pieces in terms of their operating budget. Okay. So we don't try to tell them how to run it. Okay, um, And they the good news is, and what I share with the school board during our joint meeting, there is more money. It's just not enough. It's not. Right. It doesn't meet their total request. And I think okay. we're about six or seven hundred thousand dollars of their total request of being short. Okay. And and you know our superintendent I think understands that's the real world. She certainly believes what they've put forward is a reasonable budget. She's already vetted it and cut some things out for that her staff had, had put in there. Her board's approved that. Uh, but they also, in terms of being realistic, understand money's not always easy and there's not more. Uh, we've cut our county departments probably harder than we've cut the school system mm-hmm. because we do value that in terms of being important, and uh, I think that they'll be able to, she indicated, could work through and and not have a disservice to the students in their in their schools. Okay. So more to come on that, but okay. I think we're in a pretty good place with that. Okay. Um, I brought schedules, I thought, of our budget public hearing, and I may be out of that. It's April 9th okay. uh, with the Board of Supervisors, uh, following April 11th, I believe, at our County Rec Center, and I might just need to verify yes, that. it is but, April okay, 11th. Great. Thank you yep. very much. Uh, at 530 at our... Uh, I think it's 630. Oh, I think the April 11th is at 630. It's 630. All right. But anyhow, Neighborhood Forum at the Rec right. Center, where we'll talk in detail more about the budget and have a presentation. we will certainly be there for question and answers. Uh, the... the Uh, As people may know, the public hearing really is for the community to come out and share what they think. It's not generally a whole lot of interactive ability there, Mm -hmm. but the neighborhood forum would uh, absolutely be a lot of interaction. We could drill down into details and make sure people understand what's being put in front of the Board of Supervisors. And then they will have possibly two meetings in April. Uh, I think the April 23rd and 30th could be work sessions to discuss the budget if they're both needed. And I expect they likely will have uh, meetings both those dates. Currently on their calendar, if they were to get through the budget April 23rd, then the April 30th meeting we'll talk about. But I think people could count on having both those with the goal of adopting it at our first meeting or their first meeting in May.
0: And again, at those two budget work sessions for the board, there's not an opportunity for public input.
1: There's not. Again, you certainly have opportunity at the board's meeting during the public hearing um, in April. And then the night of the adoption of the budget, which we hope will be their first meeting in May, uh, you would have an opportunity through public comment if folks wanted to comment there. Uh, But certainly, if, if people have questions or comments or thoughts, absolutely find me. I'm happy to at least talk through it and make sure you understand what we have in there, that we understand what your question or concern is. Sure, absolutely.
0: All right. And I think that's enough
1: on the budget today. (laughs) That's Um, quite a bit, yeah. I appreciate the time to be able to do that and would certainly encourage people to find us if they Mm -hmm. have questions because it's all about sharing what's going on and making sure the community understands.
0: Absolutely, and this is their money.
1: That's exactly right. Yep. And we do recognize that. Yep. I appreciate you pointing that out, but we do recognize that. Um, a couple of things board action wise over the last month, uh, we still are doing retiree recognition, which I really appreciate mm-hmm. our retirees. One, I appreciate their service to the county, but I also appreciate them letting them come to in front of the board to be recognized and our board allowing that to go on. And we did recognize police officer Saul Gormus Gormis retire with, I think, over 30 years of mm-hmm. service. Uh, really a nice guy. I had Known him just a a little while because I've only been here short term, but talk about very genuine and very giving and uh, really had a lot of love for the county. I think he was really challenged to leave. He just thought it was the best decision for his family, and he's got another job in the community, so we certainly wish him well. But I just want to recognize that I do appreciate the board allowing us to recognize our retirees as well as our retirees being willing to be recognized. Uh, We had a number of special use permits come from the board um, uh, during their March meeting. Probably the most notable is the construction of a Wawa on Richmond Road mm-hmm. that seemed to have a lot of conversation? People sort of on both sides of that unusual for the developer. The properties in both York and James City County, so he had to go. They had to go through two boards, of wow. planning commissions, and then two board of supervisors to get approval. But at this point, both boards have approved that project, and so if the developer wishes to proceed, he is, is cleared to do that. Okay. So I think most think it will be an improvement in the area, some traffic concerns, mm-hmm. but they're going to make some improvements to the site that hopefully make it safer, even with more traffic in and out of the site, should be a better setup than currently exists with the existing uh, station that's there. Again, we mentioned the joint meeting. They also had a work session, March 26th, mm-hmm. uh, had a really good report from Rossi Carroll with VDOT. So again, I would encourage people to, to watch that or go to their... Our website, they can get the agenda for the March 26th work session. Mm-hmm. We included the the report from VDOT and Rossi Carroll, but a lot of good information about uh, resurfacing projects, what's going on with potholes, long range projects, I 64, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so, if people want to see that, that information is there and available for them, whether they watch the work session or whether they go online and just pull the report. Okay. We also talked about recycling, so I won't go back into that, but that was mm-hmm. recovered at the work session as well. And then the third item the board had on the work session was a um, Generated on requests from citizens for help with the Sandy Bay shoaling and and better marking of uh, what's between the marina and the James River. And again, uh, the Coast Guard, I think nationwide, has reduced some of the waterways in which they're putting up signage. And I don't know all the details of what determines where they pulled signs or where they didn't. Uh, But this area of Sandy Bay is an area where they pulled markers. And so we had some markers marking some rocks in an area that's been there that's not obvious if you're not familiar, as well as the channel. And so that's gone. And so we've had some boaters concerned that, hey, people that don't understand the waterways could hit these rocks and probably not hurt themselves, but certainly damage a boat. So um, they've asked the county, would we do that? Uh, part of our concern is that we're not in that business. We don't really, we can put up a marker, but is it right? Is it right. official? As you get the county into those kinds of things, who's going to monitor it and make sure that it's still pertinent where it's marked and so uh, we've had some concerns that we set the county up for marking something that may not be done right and then if somebody damages their boat or is hurt then it sets up the county for liability so that's been our reluctance our parks and rec director has been working to see is there another group a coast guard auxiliary or another boating group that could do some of the marking that doesn't then put liability on the county Mm -hmm. so we're not ignoring the request or concern we're just trying to figure out how to best do it that limits the county liability and still provides a marker for primarily the these, there's a, evidently a, a, a pile of rocks, so to speak, that's unseen. And if you're not careful, it looks like you could cut across and you would hit these rocks if you didn't know they were there. So we're trying to, I understand somebody has put up some PVC markers, how long-term that really is. Uh, I don't know, but we still are trying to work on a better long-term solution. So that was the board discussion. I would like, if I session. could just
0: interject, I would like to offer my services of going during the summer, not during the winter, but during the summer and just sitting in a boat there and just telling people there are rocks. There are here. rocks. That wouldn't yeah. be
1: bad duty. I would um, be willing to do that. On your days off, we would love for you to do <laughs> yeah. that. Day. I think that would be fantastic. So okay. we appreciate that offering. Um, again, beyond that, I think that's enough. I do want to mention that our um, Sue Mellon, our financial services uh, director uh, has announced her intention to retire. Mm-hmm. And again, I am really sorry to see Sue go. She's been with the county over 31 years. Right. Uh, she's been a real help to me in my first few months here. I've harassed her as much as I've harassed anybody. Uh, but I really appreciate her time and effort with me and longer term with the county. We'll have some time to say good things about Sue and in, in the days to come. But she is leaving us at the end of April, so she's going to finish this budget. Okay. Uh, I will tell you, it appears she's left the county in really good space. So I think from a financial standpoint, uh, you know, we've just had our bond ratings reaffirmed at triple A bond ratings. Wonderful. We're one, one of the, maybe the only, but certainly one of a few communities across the country our size with a triple A bond rating, and that really speaks to Sue's leadership and mm-hmm. involvement on the financial side. And so, I do want to recognize her and wish her well, and we're happy for her and sad at the same time. Right. So we'll talk right. more about that as we go on. And you know, I am. I mentioned before speaking to a lot of groups in the community. Mm-hmm. I went my first three months with not a lot of outreach right. uh, those last two or three months i've been in front of a lot of groups and i really enjoy that i like meeting with community members so you know if you have a group large or small and you mm-hmm. want me to come out and tell you what's going on with the county, or you have county or you have specific questions of us i would just encourage people to find me uh, okay. whether it's an email or phone call phone call uh, you know we're seven five seven two five three six six oh three again two five three six six oh three and i'm happy to answer questions or come meet with a group and we're doing it during the day, we're doing it evenings, whatever works for your group, I'm happy to come and do that. So I would just tell people to enjoy the spring weather, right? It's a great time of year nice, if you're, yes. or at least according to most people. And right. certainly for me, it's a great time of year. Our parks are busy, so that's nice mm-hmm. as well. People are, are trying to get out. Bush Gardens is reopened, so yep. I think I've driven by there and the crowds have been pretty good, it appears, from mm-hmm. the road. Um, I know Colonial Williamsburg and Jamestown are ready for the, the better weather and having people out, and both would love to have us as locals come out and see what's going on as well. And there are Mm -hmm. a lot of good things in both places. So I would just encourage people to enjoy this time of year as I would any time of year. But this, this is one of those I really like. And um, I think that's all I have today.
0: All right. Well, good, good stuff. But as you know, you're not done (laughs) because you have to answer a couple of questions. All right. All right. And I, we kept your first two choices this time. This time. Yes. So here we go. If you had an extra hour of free time each day, how would you use it?
1: An extra hour of free time. You Mm -hmm. know, I have a pile of stuff in my garage Mm -hmm. that I just haven't gotten to yet that I need to sort out and figure out and go through. If I had an extra hour each day, I could do that for about a month.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: beyond that, I'd move to photographs because I I love taking pictures. I'm not as great as, well, I can organize them. That just takes time. Sure. And I've got a few years of photographs. That extra hour would go a long way to reorganizing photographs. So. I need it. When are you going to do that?
0: Well, I don't know what, if we work something out with me saying here are rocks, we'll work on that extra. (laughs) Sounds
1: good. Sounds good.
0: All right. And then finally question. Okay. If you had to teach a class on one thing, what would it be?
1: Oh, you know, that's interesting. You know, one one of the things that um, I've often thought as an engineering graduate, Mm -hmm. we didn't get enough of is people. Okay. And I think a lot of disciplines focus on their discipline and whatever it means for whatever it is, I don't think enough of them focus on people. Okay. And understanding that uh, when you go to work in a in a workplace and you have folks around you, ideally we're all here, we're all given 100% every mm-hmm. day. But what we forget sometimes, particularly what I think I've learned over years and working with people, is we all have good and bad days. Sure. We all feel bad sick-wise sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have stresses in our family, whether it's a pet, whether it's a child, whether it's finances, whether the vehicle broke down. And I think we don't have a good training system for helping employees and coworkers and supervisors sometimes recognize that early in their careers, because I've, I've had people that really didn't get that kids created additional challenges for their staff and they okay. tend to be employees without kids and they were challenging their staffs to do some things, which are good challenges, right. but they also didn't take into account that they had other obligations after okay. five o'clock. And so it's some of that awareness training, I think would go a long way. And I think, Um, I would enjoy that kind of interaction with uh, people in all fields.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds like a good idea, too. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, Scott, thank you so much, as always.
1: Same here. I look forward to seeing you on the water somewhere, whether we're watching rocks or not.
0: (laughs) Great. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and to subscribe to the podcast. You can find us at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast and while there you're going to find a form that you can give us some feedback, guest ideas question ideas because I'm going to run out of this list at some point so I'm going to need some new ones so send them my way and all of our shows that we have done you can find all of them there I believe this is our 75th Mm. podcast episode which is pretty impressive so again thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk with you next week